Cover two. Welcome, everybody, to the Cover 2 Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm here with my man, Hooman, like always. How's it going, Hooman? Hey, Will. How's it going, man? Getting get really excited here that we're getting closer and closer to the NFL rookie draft. And uh, really looking forward to talking about some of those quarterbacks with you here. Yeah, yeah, me as well. I mean, we've got uh, a bunch of new ones this year. It uh, looks like at least five of them will probably go in the top ten. That's what's forecasted right now, so... Um, a, a big group of quarterbacks, and really they could go differently. You never know if they're going to go one, two, um, as far as the, the guys that there are. I think we all know the number one is probably who's that going to be, and hopefully number two. But after that, it's it's a crapshoot. Yeah, this is projected to be one of the deepest draft classes in a very long time. And, I mean, could be even the possibility of having something similar to like that, uh, what was it, the – 83 draft class with Marino and Elway. A lot of people are kind of prognosticating that it could be at that level of depth. Well, it is it is very possible, and let's get into it. We're going to do a who will you pick um, when it goes down to our five top rookie quarterbacks. And we're going to start at number one. Human, what do you have at number one? I have the obvious answer here, which is Trevor Lawrence. Um, he has been slotted at a number one overall pick since I believe his recruiting trail of his senior season of high school. And it was, it was inev inevitable from then when he signed with Clemson that he would be eventually the number one pick in the NFL draft. And it's a clear cut decision here. He's proven it since day one of stepping on the field. He has stayed consistent. He has all of the intangibles. He has all of the tangibles. He's got the size, six foot six. Uh, I would like to see him put on a little bit more weight, obviously, over the next couple of years when he comes into the league, just to sustain some of the hits he's going to take. But six six, two twenty currently. Uh, he can move. He's agile. He's got great pocket presence. He's got a cannon of an arm. He can make all of the throws. I, I don't see any any flaw in him and i think he's going to a to a team an offense that is you know it's got some great pieces in place with the receiving core and they added some depth this year they've got a great rookie running back from last year in james robinson and you've got a new coach coming in who was you know one of the great college coaches of the last couple decades in urban meyer so i think he's set up for success i guess we'll see what happens yeah, and I'm going to you know piggyback off of that, and I'm going to take our man Trevor Lawrence as well. Um, you know, a lot of news the past couple of weeks about his competitive nature and what it doesn't matter to him. I, I just don't see that. Uh, obviously, a little bit of a smokescreen, I think, to try to make him not as valuable as he really is. Um, but he's a winner. I mean, you can't. You can't take that away from him. He really, he only lost one game in his college career. Um, you know, the only issue, obviously, as you talked about, is the Jags. They're going to take him number one. Um, the offense, I think, is really good, but the defense is so bad, I think he's going to have some time to, to get with the offense, make a couple mistakes here and there, um, and he's going to be, obviously, their quarterback of the future. And I think this will be a, a tough year for him, but as far as fantasy value, he is definitely your number one because he's definitely going to start. He's definitely going to play. 
and he's like the only one I think out of the all these prospects that has a chance to play right away, uh, right now. Well, there's not a chance he's going to play right away. He's going to play right away. Uh, I think maybe you meant like maybe playing all 16 games, but uh, yeah, that offense and what you said as far as the defense that's a concern. Yeah, as far as winning Jacksonville, I don't think are going to win very many games this year. But as far as fantasy relevance, I think Trevor Lawrence holds a lot of fantasy value because kind of like Justin Herbert this past year, that defense was terrible in San Diego, or I'm sorry, LA. And he got the chance to put up lots of numbers. And I think Lawrence is going to have that opportunity also. Let me ask you this. Of these three receivers, of these three Jacksonville receivers, which one do you feel has the biggest gets the biggest bump or has the most fantasy relevance with Trevor Lawrence, DJ Chark, Marvin Jones, or LaVisca Chenault? Well, I mean, I think the, the easy guess there would be Marvin Jones, but I think it's DJ Chark only because I think they're going to have to pass it and play a scheme where they're going to have to get the ball underneath and get a lot of yak uh, for him. Um, I don't know if he's going to have the time. Uh, that Jacksonville offensive line was not good, and that's why they had the quarterbacks coming in and out last year because they were getting hurt. So, um, I mean, hopefully they will have a chance to improve that offensive line, but I really see him having to throw underneath, and Shark is that, that guy. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking too. So who's your number two? My number two is maybe where we will see a little bit of uh... – divergence between you and I. He, I don't think he is going to be the number. I'm actually really certain he's not going to be the number two pick, but my second uh, rated quarterback in this draft class, and I think for fantasy value also, is Justin Fields. Um, I don't know why he has been slipping. I don't know why the Jets have completely zoned in on Zach Wilson only. I don't even know why San Francisco, even at the third spot, is debating between Mac Jones or Trey Lance or Justin Fields. I, I don't get it. It's not a size issue. If I told you that Justin Fields is actually weighs more than Trevor Lawrence, would you be surprised? Because he does. He's 228. Trevor Lawrence, 220. He's only three inches shorter than Trevor Lawrence, who's, you know, kind of an outlier for height there at six foot six. Justin Fields is not a small guy. I don't I don't understand where this narrative is coming from as far as him holding up and not being able to stay healthy is coming from. I, I think he's a proven leader. He did it in two at two different schools in the college level. He did it against some of the greatest competition in, in college sports. I I remember his recruitment too. He was the number one QB coming out of high school. And I just I don't I don't see I mean there's a difference between him and Lawrence but I mean what Fields did in the playoffs this year I think that should have been this you know the kiss of death as far as keeping him at the number two pick but he's not there. You know I agree with you I was I was going to mention that as well you know in the, in the championship game you know he was in that whole playoffs the playoff MVP you know Clemson battered him that that game and he just kept coming kept coming and kept coming and that's why I have him at number two as well um, okay. I agree with you I think that he is the number two quarterback and if the Jets don't take him um, then 
I don't I don't know why, but I don't see San Francisco taking him. He might slip all the way down to ten, which is just absolutely crazy um, to think of. But if he does get into the Patriots, which is what everybody's saying right now at number ten, they trade up. You know, I see him playing at the end of the year and Cam taking uh, taking a seat, and he could be a a great pickup right before the playoffs. Because that that awareness to run and throw and everything else, and I mean, you saw that workout. His arm is just unbelievable, yeah. and I see him as Aaron Rodgers. You know, where he he got passed and passed and passed and had to maybe sit for, as Aaron did sit for the entire season. But um, I think the talent is there, and I think he is the number two quarterback. Yeah, I think if he does get through that top three, um, that if New England does make that move up for him, then. I don't think he's actually going to sit very long. I don't think uh, I could even see Cam getting cut in the in at camp. He he has got a three point five million dollar cap hit. Uh, I don't even think it is. It may be guaranteed, but that three point five million is not a big deal. I saw. I think it's today. I saw something about the the Patriots kicking the tires on Alex Smith, also. So if we see Fields get drafted, and then we see the Patriots pick up Alex Smith. I could see Fields being the guy from day one, and that's where the fantasy value is going to skyrocket right around where Trevor Lawrence is as far as you've got the the ground game with Fields now too, and I've talked about that a lot as far as these quarterbacks that also give that extra dimension of getting those rushing yards, gives you a higher floor, and Fields, in my opinion, if he does land into a position like that with the Patriots and is a starter from day one, he he might be the quarterback with the most fantasy value this year as far as quarter, as far as rookies are concerned. So where are you going at number three? Number three, I am going with Zach Wilson. I, despite the fact that I, I dropped a little shade on Zach Wilson there as far as the Jets falling in love with him, uh, I, I do see it. He, he, he's got that Patrick Mahomes kind of arm. And the way I kind of related it the other day, I was thinking about it, is what Steph Curry has done for people shooting threes, I think Patrick Mahomes has had that same effect on quarterbacks, younger quarterbacks, where, I mean, you saw it as pro day, the guy was running to his left with his body torqued to the left and made a throw across his body to the middle of the field while he was past the left hash mark. It, it was pretty unreal, and he, he dropped a dime about 40 yards down the field. Uh, he's got... He's got mobility also. Uh, he's got a strong, lively arm. I, I just don't know about the talent. Or I'm sorry, the talent he's played against. I don't know if that's going to measure up to the likes of like a Lawrence and Fields. But, I mean, you look at the film, it's there. I, I can see what the Jets are talking about, and I can see what's what they want. And if he does land in with the Jets, he is going to be starting from day one. They, they let Darnold go. Uh, they traded him away to the Panthers. So he will have some fantasy relevance. I think that's a pretty decent situation, too. Like, the Jets weren't the worst thing in the world to watch last year. I mean, they've got a – PFF has them ranked as the 19th off line. Um, I'm sorry, with offensive tackles. They, they've got a decent, you know, set of receivers there. Now, running back, that's where we've got some issues. They don't have really a whole lot there. Maybe they will address that in the draft. But uh, we'll see what happens. I, I like I like Zach Wilson, though. 
And I think we're just reading off each other's because I have Zach Wilson as well. I mean, if, if you're talking about do I think he's the third best quarterback in the draft, I don't think so. I really don't. Uh, but obviously, fantasy-wise, he's going to be a starter. It looks like the Jets are drafting him, so that's it's got to be him at number three for me. Um, but if you look at the stats from last season, um, he was the second-best overall scrambling quarterback on the run. He had the second-best completion percentage um, within the entire college football. And that, of course, is something you can't teach. Now, I agree with you that the issue is, is that the competition that he played, especially with the last year's season being where they had to play against each other and not really play against other teams from you know different conferences. So is he going to be battle-tested enough and learn quickly enough in this new NFL as far as the speed and everything else? So I see some struggles for him, and that's why I have him at three. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that take. I think he's going to pan out. I just, I think there's a drop off between, you know, you've got the tier of Lawrence, then Fields, and then I think Wilson's on the fringe there as far as being in, in that same conversation with them. So that, uh, that brings us to number four now, right? That's correct. And this is where I've, I'm, I'm even still at this very moment kind of going back and forth here between the two guys I've got, I've got between the fourth and fifth spot. And I'm going based on I'm going to base this on fantasy relevance, and that's why I'm going to put Trey Lance here at number four. Now, I say it with a lot of intrepidation because I, as far as prospects go, and as far as teams winning, and if I was drafting as an NFL team or an NFL GM, I probably would have taken Mac Jones over uh, Trey Lance. Trey Lance has the potential to be something extraordinary, something great. We, the body of work is what's terrifying me. He played one season, had a pretty stellar sophomore season, and then, you know, took, took, opted out for COVID. And that's it. He, he, I believe he had that, like, the game where he showcased for a little bit, but that was it. He's had a couple of the pro days. He's got the tools. He's got the physicality. Uh, has he played against competition coming from North Dakota State? I don't think so. And he does have the ability to be another runner also, as, as well as a passer. So I think that fantasy relevance is there, that if he does end up in a situation where if San Francisco does end up drafting him and he eventually makes his way into as a starter, that's where that fantasy relevance is going to be pretty important, kind of like it is with Jalen Hurts, where I don't think anybody would have, guess that Jalen Hurts would have been starting this past year, would have earned a starting spot, let alone, you know, usurped Carson Wentz and sent Carson Wentz packing to another team. And that's kind of where I think the the idea is with Trey Lance and what he can become, and we'll see what happens there. Well, I'm going to go with Mac Jones at my number four. Um, you know, I agree with you a lot with uh, what, what you said about Trey Lance, but I that's the questions that I have. Is he good enough at this level? Has he played enough to make me feel comfortable about him? And I, right now, for me, it's not. I think that that they do uh, that. San Francisco goes with Mac Jones at three, um, and I think that he does get some game time late in the season, depending on Jimmy G and what Jimmy G does. I, I don't see Jimmy G losing that that job, but it's always a possibility he gets hurt a lot, and you know Mac Jones could have 
some time there. So I'm going Mac Jones at four. Uh, the reason, another reason why is I told talked about at number three uh, with Zach Wilson that he was number two and number three at these different things. Mac Jones was number one at every single stat last season. Completion percent, sixty percent, over sixty percent of a throw for twenty yards or more, and I do think in that offense with those receivers, uh, the I the IQ uh, that we talked about in the last episode, um, and Debo, I think that he fits that offense because he's going to throw the ball and let them go. And so I'm going to go with Mac Jones at four. Yeah, I that, that's who I've got at my five here. So I'll go ahead and go into that. I do have Mac Jones at fifth. Uh, his numbers are great. I mean, 41 touchdowns, four interceptions this past season. The previous season, he did play 11 in 11 games, 14 touchdowns, three interceptions. I, I think the talent is there. I don't know about the arm strength and the mechanics. They look a little bit off to me. He's got almost like that Kyle Trask slash uh, also reverting back to some old Gator lineage here with Danny Werfel, that kind of like that shot put looking throw. Uh, the leadership is for sure there. Um, the stats, however, I kind of take with a grain of salt because, I mean, look at the wide receiver talent that he was throwing to. Two of them are going to be top 10 picks this year. Another one might be a first-round pick also. So that's three first-rounders. That offensive line is unreal. The running backs. We know Alabama and what what's capable of it. I probably could have thrown 20 to 25 touchdowns in that offense myself this past season as a 43-year-old. Um but with that being said, still, I think Mac Jones is the fifth best. And if he does end up in San Francisco, which it's hard for me to really wrap my head around the fact that San Francisco moved up and gave away that much draft equity to move up to the, that, the position they put themselves in to draft Mac Jones when I think they could have had him at the ninth overall pick. Unless – there's something going on in the GM circle where they knew someone else was going to target him. And that's why they're making the move. I just, it's hard for me to wrap my brain around the fact that they're going to pass on Justin Fields for Mac Jones. I, I think Mac Jones is the the fifth best in this draft class uh, with Kyle Trask just on the outside. And uh, I, I mean, he may prove me wrong. He may get in there and just keep doing what he's been doing, but I, I don't see him being in the same talent as the the top three quarterbacks of this draft class i agree i you know i that's why we both have it there i mean i think that fields is much better as well um and you kind of mentioned um and maybe even stole my last choice right here because i'm going away from trey lance and i'm going to take kyle trask that's my number five and i'm doing this based upon one thing and i think that he that I don't think the Falcons are going to take a, a quarterback. I don't know why, but I don't think they are. If they do, it's probably going to be Trey Lance. And if they do, then Trey Lance is definitely more fantasy value. But if they were able to take a wide receiver or Kyle Pitts um, at four, they could get Kyle Trask possibly at the late first round, possibly even in the second round at their pick. And that is a guy that I think is dangerous. He's tall. He's elusive. And when he was healthy, he was one of the top Heisman, um, top Heisman vote getters 
um, going into the middle of the season. So I think Kyle Trask is a star uh, that is that could be possible. Even not being a Gator fan myself, I do did get to see him a lot this season. Um, and so I really like his upside in this league. Yeah, I think he makes – I mean, I think he can make the throws. I, I, being a Florida State fan, I don't like saying it, but I think he is a good quarterback. And I actually would be happy if he – if somehow my team, the Buccaneers, were able to grab him in the late first round. I'd be okay with him at the number 32 pick overall to stash for a couple seasons to, you know, then take over for Brady. I think that'd be a wise investment. I think he's a good quarterback and I think he's going to be a good quarterback in this league. So uh, as far as fantasy relevance though, for this year, I don't see if he's going to get into a position where he's going to have the opportunity to really start the season though. So that's kind of why I've got Trey Lance where I, I do have. I hear you. I hear you. I'm just thinking that if, if Atlanta got him, that would be the thing. If Atlanta got him in the second round, that's the only way that it would be possible. I just, I just don't, I don't know. I Trey Lance is just so risky. I feel like because of just the amount of time we've seen him and the competition he's played. Well, and that's why it's, it's actually, you know, it would be really good if he does end up in Atlanta. You know, Matt Ryan is still a pretty great quarterback he there's no pressure for Trey Lance to start in Atlanta if he ends up there he could sit for one two years like Aaron Rodgers did and learn and figure things out and develop and I think that would be the ideal spot for him to land because there's not gonna be that pressure to push him into there uh especially if we see some of the mock drafts right now you you see Miami making another trade with Atlanta so you could see Atlanta moving down to the sixth acquiring some more draft capital and still getting Trey Lance at that sixth spot. Yeah, I saw that too. And, you know, I see Miami getting hungry for that. I mean, Miami's GM is, is all about this draft this year, going back and forth, back and forth. And um, I, I agree with you that if they do move back, then they are taking quarterback. There's no doubt because they'll get the capital to do it. Um, and they'll be able to even get a fields possibly. You never know. Yeah, and he is a hometown, home state guy from Georgia. There, uh, it'll just be—it's going to be really interesting to see how this all unravels. I think it's going to be a really—it's going to be one of the more exciting first ten picks that we're going to have in quite some time because of those five quarterbacks, and to see how things shake up. And also, I think the big thing that the linchpin in all this is going to be Kyle Pitts too. Who wants him the most, and who's willing to move up to get him? And then also, once we see what happens at number three uh, with San Francisco, when they make the decision on which quarterback they're taking, I think that's going to end up setting off a lot of dominoes in, in that top 10 of this year's draft. Well, one quick question for you before we go. Um, so we talked about Trask. We talked about uh, the other five that you mentioned. Who would be the next one after that, you think? Mond? So after, so I've got Trask at like 5B. Um, yeah, that's tough. So who do I have right outside of there? I would probably go Jamie Newman out of Georgia. Okay. Um, I think he's had a pretty solid body of work. I, I do like Kellen Mond in a sense. I don't know if he's a total NFL guy. I think he's, he can be one of those backups in the league for quite some time. Another guy that I think actually 
is probably going to be a better NFL quarterback than he was a college quarterback. And I think that's going to be Felipe Franks. Mm. Um, I've got him in my top 10 as far as rookie quarterbacks. I think he's got the frame, the size, the arm talent. And, you know, he's got the ability to stay mobile and to stay upright uh, in the league. And I kind of almost like a slower Cam Newton, if you if you want to put it that way. It's true. I mean, I like I like uh, Sam Edinger from um, or Edinger from from Texas a lot. Yeah. I think he's a a lifer kind of guy. I don't know if he's a starter ever. Uh, so fantasy value, he's probably not going to help you. But I think he can definitely be like a Colt McCoy was and just be a backup anywhere. Yeah, I can see that. He he's a tough kid with a good arm and comes from you know uh, playing from against playing against tough competition over Texas. Well, that's our episode on quarterbacks. We're going to come back in a couple of days, and we're going to go over uh, running backs, and then we'll hit up with our pass catchers at the end as we gear up for the NFL Draft on April 29th. Excited about that. Um, But for now, make sure to like and subscribe, and have a great night. Cover two. Cover two.